Hello, all, and welcome to Wake Up with Marcy, a show of hope and inspiration. It's the new year, and we've made our New Year's resolutions or thought of habits that we want to change. And I want to encourage you to make small, attainable goals for yourself so you can win. Celebrate those small wins and move towards your ultimate goal. If you go too big, then that motivation will fizzle out because it does not come fast enough. And also, you may have decided to participate in Dry January. I share about how I stopped drinking in my book, Amazon's number one bestseller, Chaos to Clarity, Seeing the Signs and Breaking the Cycles. And I share the benefits, how it has changed my life for the better, tips and tools on how to stop and how to build on self-love, self-confidence, and overall happiness. Make this new year your year. Now, let's hear about these amazing guests that I have today. My first guest speaks more on Dry January. It's a new health trend that is really catching on. And today, we hear more from Hilary Scheinbaum, journalist and author of The Dry Challenge. She shares with us what Dry January means, why people participate, and tips for first-timers. Remember, it's never too late to start. We then continue our focus on physical and mental health and get fitness and mindful tips for 2023 with fitness expert, author, and television personality, Clayton Eckert. Lastly, we get empowered with Hannah Olivas, CEO and co-founder of She Rises Studios and author of Me Too, Never Again. Hannah helps women that have gone through sexual trauma to live in a warrior mindset. She shares stories of women who have learned how to forgive, love, and live a full life after sexual trauma. Now let's meet these incredible guests and move towards a happier life. I now speak with Hillary Scheinbaum, journalist and author of The Dry Challenge. Welcome to Wake Up With Marcy, Hillary. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I, I love this topic, Dry January was something I used to hear about a little bit because one of my friends did it, but now it is just taken off, which is wonderful. So tell us what is dry January? Yeah. So dry January is the act of giving up all wine, beer, spirits, and cocktails for the whole month. So that's 31 days of being sober. Hey, what do you say to someone that feels overwhelmed by hearing that? I say, take it a day at a time. Honestly, at first it can seem really overwhelming, but once you're halfway through, I feel like you're in the, you know, you kind of get used to it. And so it becomes, I think, easier. And once you're at the end, it's, it's in clear sight. So yeah, yes, (laughs) it's a good thing. Definitely. So why do people participate in dry January? Why is it important? Yeah. People do dry January for a number of reasons, whether it's wanting to just be healthier in general, maybe lose weight because alcohol has a lot of calories. Um, They just want to, you know, have a better relationship with their consumption. And so they decide to give it up for the first month of the year. And statistics show that people actually drink less in the months that follow dry January. Yeah. And it's good. You know, we're talking about health all the time. And this really is something that I think people, it's more in the forefront now that people are thinking about reducing the amount of alcohol uh, that they are drinking. So 
let's talk about why this is so important to you and why you wrote the book. How did this happen? It actually started by accident. On uh, New Year's Eve 2016, I was at a party and drinking. And minutes before the ball dropped, I texted my friend to wish him a happy new year. And something came over me. I had a glass of champagne and my cell phone in the other, and I initiated a dry January bet. And so we had this bet going and whoever went the entire month without a sip of alcohol would win dinner by, you know, paid for by the person who lost. So I ended up winning a very fancy dinner and (laughs) I, (laughs) I had all these amazing benefits. And so I've stuck with it. And this is my seventh dry January. That's incredible. So let's talk about tips for those that are trying this out for the first time. Yeah, I definitely say recruit a friend. I think there are strength in numbers. You should, Mm -hmm. you know, plan activities during your month that you're going to look forward to that don't involve alcohol, like bowling or yoga or taking a walk with a friend, literally anything. And then a big Mm -hmm. one for me is replacing your alcoholic beverages with non-alcoholic ones. So you're still getting that same flavor and taste, but no buzz. Yeah. So let's talk about some of those. I know you have some of your favorites. And another thing, in case people out there don't know, I mean, there's tons of great mocktails out there. There's tons of brands out there that are now creating non-alcoholic drinks that taste like the alcoholic ones. So tell us a little more about that. Exactly. So if you're a beer drinker, I recommend Groovy. They're a Denver-based company. They make amazing beers and amazing Proseccos with no alcohol. Um, There's also Giesen Wines. They make soft blancs. They make Rieslings. They're out of New Zealand and they are alcohol removed and they're really delicious. Um, Another one of my favorites is Starla Alcohol Removed. And You know, if you're trying to cut back on calories, this is great because this entire bottle is 25 calories, whereas a typical glass of wine is 125. So Mm -hmm. the five calorie glass. So that's awesome. And then for the cocktail connoisseurs, we have Damrak Zero Zero, which is a gin replacement. And we also have Free Spirit. So you're if you're into those, you know, spritzes and you're trying to channel White Lotus, <laughs> you can <laughs> have a cocktail and not get drunk or tipsy. Yeah, yeah. And you can feel like you're a part of, right? Yeah. And that's so important because a lot of times when you don't drink or you stop drinking or you make a choice not to have a drink, like people give you a hard time about it. Uh, and now you can feel a part of and maybe people won't say anything about it, right? It's all about having a more inclusive experience. And there's also a great app called Better Without where you can look up places in your local area that have non-alcoholic beverages. So when you go to the bar, you already know that your friends, even if they're drinking, then you can order something for yourself as well. I think that's great. And one of the things I just want to point out is, and I, I, You may or may not know this, but I am seven years sober and I know dry January. Sometimes people may think, well, I'll try to challenge myself to see if I can do this. Maybe I feel like I'm drinking too much. What do you say to someone that like who is dry January really for? 
So dry January is for the social drinkers, people who, you know, go out with their friends, but they don't have a dependency issue. So this is not a recovery program. Dry January is not a recovery um, alternative. And certainly you should speak with your doctor if you are really feeling like it is difficult to give up alcohol. Right. There's a lot of help out there, but this is not, don't try to go do this on your own, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So where can we find your book, The Dry Challenge? So my book is available on Amazon. It's also at Target stores and Barnes and Noble. Awesome. And where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Hillary Writes NY, Hillary's with one L, or HillarySheinbaum.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing about dry January. And you know what? If you haven't started, you still can start, right? So you can still jump in and be a part of it. So thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. After the break, we get fitness and mindful tips for 2023 with author and television personality, Clayton Eckhart. So now we're going to talk about some fitness tips and wellness that we're going to continue in 2023 with Clayton Eckhart. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Marcy. It's awesome to be back. I, I feel like it's been a few months or maybe more than that. I don't know. Time's flying, but I'm glad to be I back know. here. I had you on in 2022, and that was you know really awesome. And you've been doing so much in the, the fitness and wellness area. So why don't you, you know, update us? What's happening there? Yeah, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I didn't really know where I was taking my my trajectory after the show, but I've uh, started an online training business for fitness and nutrition. I have some clients that I've been working with for, at this point, closing in on a year. So that's been really cool uh, to change their lives and be a part of their you know, whether it's a weight loss journey or weight gain to build muscle, uh, just overall increasing their wellness. That's been awesome to play a part in that. Uh, and then also in the mental health realm, just my book now uh, being out, it's awesome. I'm so excited to have that out. And then now I'm just looking to go around the country and spread this message of hope, uh, destigmatize the topics around mental health, and uh, hopefully start helping others gather this self-belief that uh, I was able to obtain in my life. So uh, it's really cool because mental, physical, they go together. And I've, I found this, this calling of mine feels it's a very big passion and I'm in a happy place. Yeah. I think uh, I can't complain if I'm doing what I love. So it's been pretty cool to, to have all these things come together. So tell us the name of your book and did your experience on The Bachelor and then where life is taking you, did that inspire you to write the book? thousand percent. Yeah. So the book's called 180 Degrees. And uh, if I didn't have such a tumultuous ending uh, and experience as The Bachelor, I wouldn't. I can say with full certainty, I probably wouldn't be talking about mental health and the capacity that I am. Uh, it's just a fairy tale ending. I would have just kind of faded off into the background and that would have been that. And my mental health wouldn't have been challenged. Uh, but because of my actions, because of what happened, 
uh, I had to reflect within and really take a deep dive. And I started uncovering and bringing back up this past trauma that I'd suppressed. And then as I started to address it, going to therapy, uh, journaling, doing all these different methods, I found that for the first time in my life, I was happier than I'd ever been because I was no longer holding on to the negativity. I was actually finding a way to turn it into positivity. And then I thought, well, wow, if I'm getting to this place, what if I could help others get to this place as well and shift their mindsets? So uh, the catalyst was a thousand percent the show. That's why now it's it's funny again as I talk about shifting the the narrative, uh, the negativity that was the Bachelor has become one of my greatest gifts and things that I'm thankful for. So I'm in a really positive headspace now, and uh, yeah, yeah, past to thank for that. That's wonderful, and and one of the things that I love is that you've really begun to focus. You know, we're going to talk about the fitness tips and and wellness, but you've really focused on men. And the fact that you were able to to shift your mindset, because I think that's hard for men with the, with their egos and, and to let that go and, and to work on themselves, go to therapy. Like, how can you help other men out there realize like your mental health is just as important as what you're looking like on the outside? Yeah. So uh, for me, again, I. I know that my story will t- will be able to resonate with a certain audience, right? The more that the audience can relate with me, the more likely they are to take what I'm saying seriously. And so my message will reach a certain audience and someone else's will reach a different audience. That's why I try to encourage as many people as possible to speak up because they may do a better job of getting through to someone than I can. But I do try to focus on talking to men uh, and being able to help unravel uh, all of that suppressed pain that they they've, they've that they have suppressed and suppressed due to what you mentioned an ego. Uh, everybody has one, and listen, an ego is not always a bad thing. I mean, when you look in the mirror and you're like, "I'm looking good right now," that's your ego yeah. talking, right? Like your ego can bring confidence, but your ego protects you. It protects itself, and so a lot of us as men, uh, you know, a lot of us want to be right. Um, a lot of us, you know, want we 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 want to feel that we have a good grasp on ourselves and the world around us. But playing into that mental health and talking about it and expressing emotions has been something that a lot of us have been taught to suppress because growing up, at least I can speak to this, I was told that real men don't talk about their emotions. So that line, real men, and don't talk about their emotions, this toxic masculine environment of suppress it because men are strong enough where they can. It was this, that was the mindset. Men are strong enough to suppress it. And, you know, and women can aren't strong enough. And that's like, this couldn't be farther from the truth. It's could not mm-hmm. be farther. So these false narratives, now it's a matter of let's break this down and let's be able to show men that, hey, you're not less of a man for expressing your emotions. You're going to feel, find yourself more when you do, when you yeah. listen within. You become a better person. Yeah, yes. you become a much better person and stronger for it. But it is true. Uh, so much of it has to, you know, comes from our background and and we're kind of shifting the idea around that, thankfully. Yeah. But I want to talk a little bit about fitness. And, you know, we're in the middle of January and so many of us made these New Year's resolutions, which I'm not a huge fan of. But I know that it is like a new year, new me. What am I going to do to help myself? But Things may be tapering off at this point. So how can we keep ourselves motivated? 
I think one of the greatest things that I always recommend is uh, accountability partners because accountability is what keeps us disciplined. And so uh, what better way than to have someone that is going to check in with you? Maybe they're the person that you go to the gym with uh, every day. Maybe they're long distance and they're just someone that's from afar is shooting you that message of, hey, I got my workout in today. Did you get yours in? Uh, Because a lot of times we wake up, we don't know how we're going to feel. I mean, we might wake up and it might be cloudy out and it's raining. And because of that, we want to have a lazy day indoors. Uh, And so there's a lot of external things that can impact us. And so what's great is that when you bring somebody else into the fold, uh, they're able then to kind of help navigate around that or push you through those moments where you're like, eh, I'll take this day off. And and they'll say, you know, hey, no, like, let's do this. We set a goal. We said we were going to do this. So let's do it together. And so now you have this bonding moment that's really encouraging you and pushing you to stay accountable. It's like, hey, I'm doing this not for me only, but for this person as well. Uh, and that strengthens the connection. So that's my number that's one. Tip. Yeah, it's my number one tip for all individuals is, is find that accountability partner, partner, because that's going to keep you pushing through when you lack that internal motivation yourself. Yeah, yeah. And and like you said, we easily can wake up that day, have every intention to to kick some butt, but we we realize like, I don't know. This day is just not working for me the way that I thought it would. But, you know, Clayton, it's always such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. I love all that you're doing. And you just really seem to be so passionate. And it's wonderful, the difference that you're making. And I wish you a lot of luck with your book. And I can't wait to have you back on. Thank you so much, Marcy. It's always great talking to you. And I look forward to the next conversation. All right, Clayton. Good luck with everything. And again, where can we find your book and find you? Uh, everything I do channels through my Instagram. And it's really simple. My first and last name, Clayton Eckerd. You can look me up there. And that's where you'll find every single bit of piece of me and what I'm doing. Yes. And great uh, videos. You know, you have the little workout clips and such. So that's awesome. So thank, thank you again, Clayton. Yep. Thank you. Have a good one. When we come back, we get empowered with Hannah Olivas, the author of Me Too, Never Again. I now speak with Hannah Olivas, CEO and co-founder of She Rises Studios and author of Me Too, Never Again. Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy, Hannah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am too, and I'm really excited to talk about your book, Me Too, Never Again. And I, I myself was part of that Me Too movement. And I'd love to know, how far do you think women have really progressed since the Me Too movement? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, you know, in some senses, I believe we have progressed in, in terms of speaking out. Um, I, I still think that there's a lot of fear within the subject of a woman who has been traumatized um, by that issue. And a lot still have not been seen or heard because they're so afraid of the consequences. And um, so I feel like there's been some progression, but not a lot. And I'm really hoping to see a lot more. 
Do you feel that a lot of this is happening uh, in the corporate environment, right? So there's the sexual harassment. Women are afraid to speak up. They're not getting promoted. And maybe is it still the feeling that we have to do things that we don't want to do to get promoted? Because I know when I was in the workforce, men made it very clear what they wanted. And, you know, it was really hard to deal with. I do believe that it still happens. I believe there's been some safeguards, you know, that corporations have tried to put in place, report it, speak up. But again, it goes back to women being afraid to speak up and say something because they don't want to lose their job. Um, They don't want to be given a reputation or a rumor to be started or the perpetrator turn around and twist the whole entire story. Um, It's even happened with me um, being a CEO of, of my own company. Um, where I've done events and different things. And I've had some issues where I've had to say, hey, you know, that's not how it's happening here. Um, so I, I feel like there, it definitely exists. I don't think it's ever going to stop. Right. Uh, I agree with that. Um, do you think generationally that it's changing? Uh, I mean, I think men that are old of an older generation, that's how they were brought up. But now, uh, you know, younger men are in the work environment. And do you think that there's still the feeling that they can touch or pass a certain boundary uh, that they shouldn't be passing? Yes. You feel that's okay? Yes, I do. I feel that it exists more now than ever. Wow. Um, I feel a lot of our younger generation is brought up with a sense of entitlement that they can have and do anything that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do feel that some of the things that happen on social media encourage it everywhere you look. Um, you don't have to look too far for encouraging mm-hmm. those acts to happen. Um, our society is very open about uh, porn about all different types of things that create behaviors in men and women. And I do want to say women are guilty of this issue as well as, um, it's not as prevalent or spoken of, but it does happen. So I do believe, um, yes, for the older generation, some men just grow up thinking that's okay. Well, I saw my dad do it, or I saw my friend or my uncle or whoever, so I'm going to do it too, but it's not okay. And um, they've taught the younger generation to come up and do the same thing. So I definitely Mm. see that it's happening. It's a repeated cycle, unfortunately. And it shows to be true because look at the human trafficking that's happening, looking at all these different things. It hasn't slowed down at all. If anything, it's gotten worse. Yeah. Yeah. And so will we learn more in your book how to deal with this? If it's happening to us, I believe that you will. Um, the book encompasses a few different things. One, um, it's releasing what happened for mm-hmm. all of us as co-authors. There's there's ten of us in the book. Um, we each shared one of the deepest, most darkest times in our lives, and so for us, that was a, a process of healing, which we're all still on. Number two we're encouraging people to speak up no matter the situation. Um, We've provided ways and and places to go to, to seek help Um, and letting women know that they're not alone. You're not alone. We're here. We're going, we've gone through it. 
Um, and some more than once, um, yeah. you know, and that's the unfortunate. So, and then it also teaches um, women to understand some of the signs that are happening to maybe prevent some of it. Obviously, violent rape, rape of any kind, we don't see that coming. There's, it's hard, but teaching women to understand some of the triggers, some of the signs, um, you know, if you feel, if it smells funny, it's typically funny, you know, yeah, and thank you. say it. Yeah. And so thank you for putting that book out and, you know, we're both survivors. So it's incredible to, to put your story out there to help other people. And we're certainly not alone and it is possible to heal from the trauma. So thank you so much for coming on continued success. And thank you for all that you're doing to help others. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for coming on. Wake up with Marcy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you all so much for tuning in to wake up with Marcy. I know you have many choices. So I'm so grateful that you were here today. And I want to thank my guest, Hilary Scheinbaum, journalist and author of The Dry Challenge, Clayton Eckard for all of the fitness and mindful tips, and lastly, Hannah Olivas, CEO and co-founder of She Rises Studios and author of Me Too Never Again. Remember, you have the opportunity to make new choices every day new positive choices. And that's what I want to help you to do. So I hope you will join me on social media. If you want to see more about my guests, find out more information, go to my website, wakeupwithmarcy.com. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Remember, be kind to yourself and kind to others. See you soon.